0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived.
1: And welcome back to the Cover 3 podcast here on
0: CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, that's Bud Elliott, that's Danny Connell. I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash that like, come and join us. Chat is already buzzing because this is a Tuesday night. This is a college football playoff rankings release reaction show. Your... Number one team according to the College Football Playoff Selection Committee: Tennessee Volunteers. Ohio State coming in at two. Georgia at three. Clemson at four. Michigan at five. Alabama six. TCU seven. I'm not going to read out the entire one through twenty-five. Um, where where would you like to? Would you like to start from the back end? Where you know, as we know, we like to we like to craft it to get as many quality wins as possible for those teams up near the front. Or is there a team in the middle? You know, Historically, we know that Ohio State came from 16 to make the playoff. We know that Oklahoma came from 15 to make the playoff. That is historically the cut line. We know that of the top two teams, through the history of the college football playoff, all but two have gone on to make the college football playoff. So congratulations to Tennessee and Ohio State. You are almost guaranteed a college football playoff spot just by being in the top two of the first rankings. For those curious... It was only a Mississippi State team that started at number one that did not make the college football playoff in 2014 and an LSU team that started at number two in 2015 that did not make the college football playoff. So since 2016, every team in the top two have gone on to make the playoff. Congrats to the Vols and the Buckeyes on your achievement. Where we want to start? What stands out from the first set of rankings? Uh,
1: Number four.
0: Clemson Tigers. The Clemson Tigers have wins against number 22 NC State, number 21 Wake Forest, and 20 Syracuse.
1: So, are those three wins better than TCU's wins combined? Although, I mean, TCU beat some teams that are no longer ranked, obviously with Oklahoma and
2: Kansas, but like that, I- that to me is the difference. That there, I think, isn't Clemson the only team of any of these in the top 25? that has three wins over current top 25 teams, like, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it says. That's why I was kind of, I was, I wasn't that surprised. You know, the guys in the show, they were flabbergasted. I'm like, as soon as you saw the back end of that top 25 and you saw their three opponents come in, I was like, sweet, Clemson's Clemson's going to be in a pretty good position. So I was not that surprised. And it's, I mean, I I, I don't know. I do think there's a double standard with some of the teams because like, Especially if you want to compare them against TCU, because the one thing I hear about Clemson is they're not as dominant. They're not, you know, they're not. I think we have the standard of what we think Clemson should be, which is an incredible standard, and they want to be held to that one too. But when it talks about comparing them to TCU, TCU's been in all these epic games. They've needed to come back as well, and they've had one possession games that weren't exactly dominant performances either. They've just found ways to win. So I think TCU and Clemson are very similar. Which is why if I'm TCU, I'd probably be irritated. Like, all right, why are we as low as we are? I, I totally agree with that on TCU. To to end this on Clemson,
3: uh, if they went out, they're in. Right? Here's here's the thing though. So they have three currently ranked wins. Wake and NC State play each other this weekend. There's a really good chance one of them the loser be- that game drops out. Right now, Clemson has a nice road win over the Knolls in Tallahassee. If FSU takes care of business this weekend, they're almost certainly ranked, especially because they have a, a win over number 10 LSU, which is a little bit surprising to me the LSU's 10. But anyway, uh, FSU has to go play Syracuse. There's a very good chance that Clemson's resume from here on out does not get a whole lot better because South Carolina is almost certainly not going to end up ranked. And North Carolina, I don't know if you guys caught this today, they announced like their best linebacker and best defensive end are done for the year or done for this week, at least. So no,
0: they're, they're done for the year. But like I said, okay. number 110 to 114. What, That's, the fair.
3: That's fair. That's fair. As
0: long as number 10's at QB1, North Carolina is the same team.
3: And North Carolina has to play NC State. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are certain scenarios you could play this out where Clemson ends up with three ranked wins or zero, right? By, by
1: the end of the year poll, I guess we'll have to see. So if Clemson wins out, <clears throat> and let's assume that, you know, because if you look at Syracuse's schedule, Syracuse say for this week they've got what, Pitt? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're at Pitt. Yeah, they, and they're dogs at Pitt. They've got, and they've got Florida State. They'll probably be dogs in that game. They'll probably be dogs at Wake Forest, and then they'll win at Boston College. So there's a very real chance that none of those three teams will be ranked at the end of the year. So if Clemson wins out, it won't have a single win over a ranked team possibly
0: then in that case, Clemson is the test of whether they start over every year or whether mm-hmm. they take a poll mentality of this is what it is, win, move up, lose, move down. Because if you're truly starting over every – because I, I think that putting Wake Forest at 21, NC State at 22, for lack of better options, I'm okay with that. Oregon State and UCF are in there. Like this, yeah. like, Right now, I think Clemson being number four makes total sense if they start from scratch and these teams do start bouncing each other out. And I agree, bud, that's a hundred percent possible. It could be zero could also be I, North Carolina in the top 10.
2: Right. And they no should doubt. be rooting for top 10 uh, for North Carolina to win out. So they have a better opponent. I think it also depends now. Cause now I think you do have the risk of dropping in the poll. If you don't dominate the rest of your schedule. And that's what I would say for Clemson. But you know, like, They've oh, got they also they
3: might have. They might have Notre Dame too, Danny. Like depending Notre yeah. Dame, it would not surprise me to see Notre Dame sneak back in there uh, in, in the back end of this if they, if they somehow beat USC.
2: Yeah, but they're gonna if if Clemson needs that, they're gonna beat them, which is another loss. So it's gonna take maybe at the very back end of the season they sneak in there because right. they're Notre Dame.
1: If if Clemson beats Notre Dame, the best Notre Dame can be is eight and four.
2: Eight which and mean, four Notre Dame's getting ranked. Yeah, totally, eight, eight and four Notre Dame also beats USC. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is there? There's no question though. If Clemson wins out, they're in, right? I. I don't know. They're not going to leave. If undefeated
4: ACC is in, and especially because Clemson's a name
3: brand. they're not
4: getting
1: left out. listen. If TCU wins out and Clemson wins out, and then you've got Tennessee, Ohio State's undefeated, and then there's a one loss Michigan or one loss Alabama or a one loss Georgia sitting there for
2: that third spot. One SEC champion gets in. <laughs> So yeah, you and Michigan has,
3: no, Michigan has zero argument given their non-conference schedule. So like they, you, they punted on the
1: UCLA game and canceled that series. I think they'll, the committee will they, hold that against them. You think they would take an undefeated TCU and an undefeated Clemson over a one-loss Alabama, or, or not one Alabama can't be, but a one-loss Georgia, a one-loss Tennessee?
2: If if they're yeah, not conference so. champ. Yeah. The, if there was that – here's the thing. There's zero chance all these teams were on the table. Like, we know that. But in a hypothetical – they would have to put those teams in because otherwise, why do you play in a power five conference? Why do we play the games? If you're not going to give an undefeated conference power five conference champ an opportunity, but there's, it's not going to happen. You know, like it'll resolve itself. I think you might have one spot where there's some debate. but I don't think TCU and Clemson both run the table. I, I, one of them is going to lose and probably both. Clemson's going to have two power conference,
0: non-conference opponents and non-conference wins. Michigan has zero Power Five yeah. non-conference wins. I think the non-conference sch- strength of schedule would put thirteen and Clemson ahead of eleven and one Michigan if it came down easily. To like
3: Michigan, if
1: they lose, is not going to the playoff. Okay, well, their non-conference if, schedule. What if Michigan wins out and it's a one-loss Ohio State who's. Only loss is a close loss to Michigan, but has a win over maybe a top 15, top 10-ish Penn State team by the time the year ends, because I don't know if Penn State's going to lose another game. They've played the two games that they were going to lose. And a Notre Dame team that, you know, maybe gets 8-4 and and gets ranked. Is a one loss Ohio State team being left out for an undefeated TCU team that they only consider the seventh best team, even though TCU's kind of already gotten through the heart of its schedule, the best part of its schedule? This is what we talked about
3: on the Monday show, where the committee – draws these arbitrary lines at top 25 and basically makes this top 25 solely justify what it wants to do at one through four. Like there's no reason if you're doing a four team playoff to rank 25 teams other than to make up your own BS to justify what you want to do at the top four. And they change it up every week because they start from scratch, which basically just means we make this up as we go. It's a TV product until the final one. Don't read into these rankings all that much but i yeah it's a really interesting question tom with with ohio state if they did lose a game uh, against tcu tcu's i think overall schedule would be better right just the, given the quality week to week they had to play but ohio state and would have the best win
2: they would need but they would also for ohio state then you need to know their to be that 8 and 4 at least you know to try to make that case yeah. for them too mm-hmm.
0: so tcu uh the non conference schedule was at smu at colorado and tarleton Currently, the best win is Kansas State, then Oklahoma State. TCU could use the Sooners, which do appear to have at least they have a little more confidence. It doesn't seem like the sky is falling in Norman right now. Um, they are five and three. I don't know if Oklahoma could sneak in to those final rankings with a an eight and four showing along the way. TCU obviously still has Texas on deck. That would be a, a big one as well. It's it's strength of schedule numbers right now are are not fantastic and. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that TCU is probably being held against it. All the bangers that it's played along the way. Like, you know, these doubled uh, TCU with another double digit comeback leads to another hypnotode hype video, which gets me excited. Okay. I'm all in on the hypnotode. I'm all in on this, like TCU flying high, but I think that the selection committee is clearly making that something that is going to, in addition to strength, the schedule, keep them behind. I mean, Keeps them behind. Uh, keeps them behind all the other uh, undefeated teams that we have right now, and even has them behind one-loss Alabama.
3: I, I think TCU's strength of schedule is actually really difficult on a week-to-week basis. They just don't have that like top-10 opponent. However, if we look at our partner William Hill, you know Caesars, they have TCU as a touchdown underdog next week in the look-ahead lines right now. So, in, in, in going to Austin, there's like I kind of disagree. The back half of the schedule is that bad. Baylor beat TCU pretty good, or or Texas Tech, rather, pretty good this weekend. You have to go to Texas, right? I mean, like, you're going to play a ranked opponent, probably a pretty highly ranked opponent in the Big 12 title game. I I think your strength schedule is going to continue to get tougher just from a week-to-week basis. Like, they don't have a whole lot of those real kind of slappies on the schedule.
1: Okay, well, here's a question for you then. If Clemson's number four based on having three top 25 wins, how the hell is LSU at number 10? Two loss LSU at number 10 is
0: objectively hilarious. I just said on CBS Sports HQ, that's the chaos team. And mm-hmm. I thought that the chaos team was going to show up at 14. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to be able to get them inside that top 16 for the historical precedent. Oh, no, but they just laid the red meat right there. LSU yeah, like, number 10.
1: I like LSU, and I, I, I know, Bud, you're down on them. I think I, I like them more than Bud does. But when I saw them pop up at number 10, I was like, Whoa, okay. Like, because they beat Ole Miss. They're the 10th best team in the country? Yeah, there's some serious, serious SEC love in, in, in this opening
3: one. This what, is uh,
0: What network is LSU-Alabama on this year? <laughs> it's a top 10 matchup now on ESPN. Top 10 matchup. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, the tinfoil hat is out. Oh, That's yeah. not a White Sox hat to celebrate a new manager. That's made of black tinfoil right there.
1: We got ourselves a top 10 matchup Saturday in primetime at ESPN. Let's go.
0: Look, but if and- LSU wins... They get, they start to have, they have wins over Ole Miss, they have wins over Alabama, and then it's a like running with an egg and a spoon on the road at Arkansas, on the road at Texas A&M, UAB coming to their house. Yep. But if yep. if they do that all, then they get to play potentially against Tennessee, which would negate the loss from earlier in the season. And I don't know, I've, I've read a book or two, I've lived a little bit. A, a two-loss LSU team coming to knock down the door and compete for a national championship is something that, I, I feel comfortable with it.
1: I agree with you, Chip. I think a two-loss LSU team does deserve to be ranked at number ten if it beats Alabama, but it hasn't
2: beat. But, them. Done it right? yet. <laughs> but this is the whole thing. Like this is the advantage of the SEC because LSU's win is Ole Miss. Ole Miss's best win is Texas A and M, maybe like Kentucky. Oh, that's a good win for like. It's all this cyclical, you know. I've got Ole Miss's best win is Kentucky. The
0: three best wins ranked in order, Kentucky at Texas A&M, Auburn, Troy at Vanderbilt, Tulsa. Who also, Kentucky
2: Day. was one of Tennessee's best wins. That was one of their most dominant performances. But at some point, Kentucky can't be a great win for everybody because they're just losing to everybody. But they do we have also, the number no I mean, one overall. Thought, I ground. thought
3: that they had a win over Kentucky or something here. On, on like, I thought they had Kentucky ranked for a second. I was like, if I miss that, that's... Uh,
0: Oh no no, I wasn't listing top 25. I've, okay. i was just like just listing the the wins in order. Like the reason why Tennessee at number one, I am 100% cool with is when you just laid out you're like, okay, they've already beaten Alabama, LSU, Kentucky, and Florida. Oh, wow. that's've that's, they've, they've, they've got a lot of quality wins. And then you're like, okay, Ohio State. They beat Penn State, Notre Dame. Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan State. Rutgers, like it just seems like it drops off a little bit instead of just riding high a little bit longer. So I've got no issue with the number one spot.
1: None at all. Yeah, no, tennis, I had Tennessee as number one on my ballot the last three weeks, and I've, I thought Tennessee would be number one in this. I have no problem with that.
0: Coming up on the other side, looking at the Pac-12's chances of making the college football playoff, what we might have learned about this year's committee, and more
4: next Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is the
0: lowest ranked team that you think could at least flirt with it? Like it like where where's the team that you're like, okay, if everything breaks right for this team, and obviously we just threw out LSU, but I don't think that's that realistic. They are 13 point underdogs in this game where I said, But if they do it. So it would take it would take a truly um, it's is sixteen the number?
2: Is that is that the yeah. biggest jump? Is that mm-hmm. sixteen is historically the biggest jump? Somebody started and made it all the way. Yep. And that'd be mm-hmm. Illinois. Mm-hmm. UNC. Uh, things fall I, the right way.
1: I think it's UNC because yeah. the I mean, and they could get through it. And if they just beat Clemson in the ACC championship, they're a one-loss ACC champion that just beat the fourth-best team in the country by some estimations. They would have also beat the Sun Belt champ which
3: there is some, cha- some unlikely, but some chance that the Sun Belt is the team that gets to the, to the, G, you know, the, the, uh, the group of five bowl, uh, bowl bid this year for the New Year's Six. So, yeah, I, I can see North Carolina. Um, but it's weird because there are some of these teams, Like I don't think Utah has any shot at this. Like, two loss Utah ain't going. Right? I don't think two loss LSU has a shot. I think two, two loss LSU, if they win the SEC, will have a shot.
2: Oh. But you they, would in
0: Alabama, they would have been in Alabama and either Tennessee or Georgia on the way to selection Sunday. They
2: left out Penn State as a two-loss Big Ten champ. They they they're could best leave best out a two-loss loss SEC two champ. five conference champions for two-loss LSU to get in. Like if you guys are going to tell me you
1: think they would put in TCU or an undefeated Clemson over a one-loss Ohio State, you can't tell me they're going to put a two-loss LSU in just because they won the SEC. How is the Pac-12 looking?
2: I I think their best chance is USC. Which is kind of crazy because I it, it has the yeah. brand. But like I don't think you want Oregon to to be in the conversation. I don't think you want UCLA to play Oregon again because then you'd still be like, Well, they lost to the team that beat it the best outcome is USC running the table again and then playing Oregon and beating Oregon by three touchdowns in a Pac twelve championship game. Then they could say, We beat the team that Georgia beat, we're one loss, power five champ, we're in. I think that's the best clearest path for the for the Pac-12 especially if the Irish beat Clemson that would be a huge help mm-hmm.
3: be, so, and, and then boy, the Trojans beat the a Irish lot
2: of the tenders is around the Irish there's so many, <laughs> they, so always, many they always find a way to get. I, I love this little
0: trio I know that somebody's gonna lose but it's just I was breaking it down today and it, it's the quality loss trio Oregon's losses to Georgia UCLA's losses to Oregon USC's losses to Utah they're all one-loss teams. None of them are bad losses. It's hard to stack up a ton of quality wins. Oregon obviously has the one against UCLA, UCLA has the one against Utah. USC is missing that quality win right now. It'll have a chance against UCLA, it'll have a chance in the Pac-12 title game, but name brands, USC, if the, you know, offense is high flying, then it it'll it'll catch a lot of eye test love for sure.
3: Going back Do to You what's know, his resume looks worse and worse. Who? Who? Texas. Right? Like their biggest win is West Virginia. Okay. Like they smoked Oklahoma without, without Gabriel and a bunch of guys. They had a close loss to Bama. I mean, that's it has on the
2: road. To be the good Oklahoma losses, State, right? I guess and the fact that they lost without Quinn Ewers, I guess, but he's his shine's kind of worn off. When I was uh stacking up
0: Texas's wins, UTSA was uncomfortably high on the list of like rank the wins.
2: They're de- they're not a top twenty five team. I'll just go back to
1: going back to USC for a moment though, because like Bud, like you were saying earlier in the show, they're just making it up as they go along to justify what they're doing. The only reason Oregon State is ranked is because they needed a reason to put USC number nine, because that is USC's only win, not just its best win; it is its only win against a team with a winning record.
0: Yep. I no no no, I'm pushing back on that because if to put together a list of 25 teams entirely from the human element at this point in the season, Oregon state makes the list for consideration.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let me pose this question to you, Chip. What has USC done to deserve being ranked ahead of UCLA? They have the same record USC. They have a common opponent, one which UCLA beat and USC lost to. And UCLA has other wins against better teams with better records, including Washington. What has USC done to be deserved to be ranked ahead of UCLA besides being USC go. Let's
0: see. USC and UCLA, because they're three spots ahead, uh, apart.
1: Yeah, yeah. UCLA should be ranked ahead of LSU and USC.
0: UCLA's strength of schedule is slightly worse than USC's, and I think UCLA can thank Bowling Green for that. Bowling and, Green's 4-4. Four and, four. and Colorado and Stanford.
2: Colorado. South Alabama's kind of good, right? I that one's looking good. better. Sunbelt. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's, it's just their records added together. That's how they calculate strength of schedule.
2: Bowling Green's
1: four and four. Meanwhile, SC's beaten Rice, the same Stanford team you're knocking US- UCLA for, Fresno State, Arizona State, Wazoo, and Arizona.
0: I've got Uh-oh. UCLA. Tell got- me how that schedule's better than UCLA's. I've got UCLA strength of schedule 64, USC strength of schedule 59.
3: Look, I mean, if you want to just, I think, I think there's an easy out for the committee here. It's that USC lost on a last second, you know, two point conversion and UCLA lost by multiple touchdowns Sorry,
1: a- to the team that they have eighth, right? As at opposed a- to the team you have 14th. So UCLA lost to a team that they consider better than USC and beat a team that USC lost to. So that means they're worse. This is Look, amazing logic. I agree with you that UCLA is a better team than USC. Like.
3: I think like they're not favored right now in the look-aheads. I think by that game, U- U- UCLA will be a favorite over USC. They're a better football team. But I don't think it's as egregious as you do, which kind of makes the show fun. If we all agreed, it would be pretty boring. And like we don't really plan this stuff ahead of time. So it is kind of fun to see what disagreements come up. To the Oregon State point, they do have a three-touchdown road win at Boise. right? Or was that, in, was that at Oregon State?
0: Oregon State uh w- won was at at Oregon Fresno. State. They won the Fresno game was at uh, on the road. Boise was at home.
1: A much and different, different Boise State team than the one we see now, though.
0: That's fair. I mean, you're you're providing great totally context, but, but this is a the team. Committee's that's been, not
1: gonna think about that.
0: Yeah, and like 60, 63 yeah, AP voters all, all seem to have Oregon State sniffing around top twenty-five status. You know, i just I don't think it's egregious for them to pluck Oregon State, a 6-2 Oregon State, out of the ether and be like, ah, there we'll go. Like, at some point, it, it is not as intentional as it is subliminal or subconscious that they're like, why did we think this team was higher? Well, because we also think that this is a quality win, and so therefore when you're getting to the end of the rankings after you've stacked all these up, then those teams end up finding their way into the back end of the rankings. It's almost like the decisions they've made at the top end up paying off at the bottom, not necessarily – as intention. I just I swear I do not think they're as smart as you guys do. They are not thinking about it that hard. They've you got so many things to do. You
3: with- don't think they they just make this stuff up for TV ratings for seven weeks? No. Like they, they, they don't follow no, any don't of their no. own precedents from week to week. It's entirely a, a, a fake TV product, in my opinion. Like we, we get on here and argue about it because it's our job, but like I don't put any credence in this stuff at all because they literally give different rationale week Every- to week. And they, they contradict what they said the week prior. It's never consistent because it's fake, in my opinion. Like I totally think all this is is, is total nonsense. And like I get paid to be on here, and like I, I love the arguing with you guys, the data points. These first seven weeks before the final one, complete made up for TV, in my opinion. I don't buy a so, minute then, of
2: it. But that logic wouldn't the final one be made up too?
3: No, I, I actually do think they try to get the best four teams
1: in that. I mean, if you don't, let's just look at, let's not approach it. Even if it's not a crazy conscious decision, let's just make it up for TV. But if you're in that room, think of just you and everything that you do in your daily life for work, everything. If you know what you're doing doesn't actually matter, how much effort are you putting into it? Or are you just kind of more agreeable to them saying, well, we could put them here. You're just like, yeah, whatever. I got shit to do. I got to go. With, you know, <laughs> I got to go pick up the kids from school. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want. Good.
2: It's, it also it also kind of goes we were talking about last time like how much, how little film they watch I don't think they prep for this uh, that from that aspect I think it's a made for TV product Hey we can argue about it I mean they used to not even hide it It was like oh one of the things that makes college football great is the controversy it's the arguments it's that you can go and it's you know we argue that's what part of the sell and they actually were pretty upfront with it you know at the end of the BCS and then the beginning of the college football playoff. It's still very something that drives the sport. I think ESPN used to even use it in some of the, you know, who's in? Let's debate. Let's argue. You know, it's it's absolutely a part of the sell. You know why USC is ahead of UCLA preseason rankings? Eight. They topped. Ahead, they started ahead. The yeah. preseason perception. That's where it comes in. Like when everybody, oh, they don't pay attention. They don't look at the at the top. Those don't matter. The AP top twenty five doesn't matter. This is where I think it does because USC has all season been ranked higher. So they're like, oh, they must be better. Let's put them in higher. They put them in first.
0: You know what's really fun? Sitting in around a room with other people and trying to decide who's better than another. I swear <laughs> I think they just think it's fun. They get to go to a hotel and they get to drink their sodas and leave their hat at the door and just like feel really important for a little bit.
1: You they get a th- card with your name on it.
0: Yeah. I just <laughs> I I think that they they work themselves up into all these different arguments. I mean, truthfully I We are recording right now as like Boo Corrigan is holding his uh, teleconference and getting grilled on these data points and having to come up with answers. And I, I don't feel for him necessarily, but I understand that that is a losing situation because it's like, I don't know, we just yelled about college football teams for the last hour and a half. How am I supposed to summarize all of these different opinions of all these different committee members, except for like, I don't know, we voted, we voted again, we debated, we voted again, and it was eight to five. And so therefore Oregon went here and I just, I don't, I don't think that they're as smart. I'm not going to go total conspiracy on this. I think it's closer to say that they just don't care and they're just having fun with this. I would believe I will go with that, but I'm not going to go that this is all like contrived in some way where they are so excited in that room. They're like, Oh, I can't wait till we release this and get everybody so mad. Like that's, that is not at all coming up in these conversations.
3: I mean, ESPN does pay to put this show on seven times a year, right before the final ones come out. Like they need to do a good number on it. They have intentionally not talked about the playoff for about the first eight weeks of the year now. Try to go. They took game day to Jackson State and some other places they would never take it. Now, now they now they need some interesting rankings to actually you know cash in and get these ratings for for this show they, that they pay to put on. I mean they're opposite of the World Series tonight, right? So, look, I, I I thought this stuff was bail. fake. I got a top ten bail in prime time. The. Right, like the the first the first one they ever put out, they started talking like, "Will Florida State make it if they go undefeated?" I'm like, "Well, they got a top five win over Notre Dame, they have a top a top fifteen win over Georgia Tech, and other top twenty five wins." But yeah, sure, let's fake debate this thing for seven weeks. If FSU runs the table, will they get in? Like, remember that, Danny? They had like old Miss, yeah. Mississippi State, and Auburn. One, two, three. I'm like, okay, that was yeah, when yeah, they started it,
2: not liking me because I was pointing that out on the show. Yeah, and it was, was completely
3: contrived. Train. It's yeah. hard for me to buy in that now you're serious about this. When, when you were doing it for a while, it was very obvious that you were just completely faking this for TV ratings
2: to me. Well, then it was always, oh, could two SEC teams get in? Then it does. Then this year it's, can three SEC teams get in? Like, it's let's push the envelope even further to make this thing as much, you know, as in as much intrigue as we can.
1: And that's why when the SEC expands to 16, we're going to need a 16-team playoff so everybody can get in.
0: So the committee <laughs> is saying, like, oh, we need to get Alabama – as the the right there, so that they're right on the edge in the final graphic, not number seven, boo, we're putting them at number six, so they're after the commercial break, okay? We need this in the c block, that's what you're saying,
2: I do think though, chip, I would say, like I remember Jeff Long when he was the spokesman. he was excited to talk about what they came up with i think I think there are other I think they get excited to be a part of the conversation. I guarantee they're excited like, ooh, we better, and we better be ready to explain this with our formula, which we can explain any way we want to. We can use these criteria, whichever one are important to us. Oh, LSU, we better have. And then watch. Some guys are better than others. Look down at the notes. We'll go to them. We'll make sure we have our talking points ready so we can justify where we have them because they know. They know they're going to get hammered on this, and I do think they get excited about it too. Ooh, we're different than the AP Top 25 because we study DVDs of the games all weekend. I got sheets with me. And the AP guys are going to conform their vote next week. That always yes, happens every year. That's for like,
3: comedy. Why that's what's hilarious. you got AP? You're not on TV. Like you don't need to just just you don't need to be sheep to the college ball rankings, which are made up. Like I mean, come I, oh gosh, well, I, and like Danny, it's like okay, we, we count game control, but only in a full moon, right? Like so, yeah. like this week it doesn't count, or like the SEC team played a close game. We don't use game control, but. It,
1: yeah, being the head of this, being Boo Corgan or whoever's in that job from year to year, it's no different than being the White House press secretary. You just yeah. stand in front of the people and get crapped on and asked questions that you can't answer for a while, and then you go away, and then you get paid handsomely for it. He's I know like, why Chip loves these rankings so much. Why? Boo Corgan and him have like the exact same haircut. Have you Googled Boo Corgan? <laughs> Google? Oh, my gosh. Just, wait, we, we, we need they, to get this on the screen. He's the he same states, barber.
0: <laughs> He's NC he State's athletic director.
1: So that's why NC <laughs> State's still ranked.
0: Yeah, yeah. there you go. Mm. I forgot. Mm. No, the uh, NC State fans were... Uh, I, don't, I don't know where Boo Corgan stands with NC State fans recently. I know that they were mad at him that he didn't go hard in the paint at the NCAA after their baseball team got screwed out of the World Series because of the COVID tests. Fans wanted him to just go scorched earth on the NCAA, and Boo Corgan was like, "Oh, you win some, you lose some. <laughs>
3: <laughs> are, we, are we seeing these comments come in? Uh, we, we the, now they're doing this whole balanced team crap, right? Sorry, I guess balanced team stuff where it's like, oh, we need to have an equally right. good offense and defense when it really doesn't matter. Oh. Like, the best no, team but, in our lifetime did not have an equally good balanced offense and defense,
2: no. And what is and this drives me nuts, and I think there is a bias in there on this one because I heard him say that tonight about TCU and not a peep about Tennessee's defense, not a word, but because <laughs> their defense isn't exactly phenomenal, but oh. They look so good this past week against Kentucky. What a dominant performance! And yet with TCU, it's oh, they're a sieve. They let everybody through. They're not playing enough defense. <sighs> it is better it, than so. TCU, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tennessee's <laughs> defense is better. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Tom. They at least
2: stop the run. TCU can't you
1: think stop. So? Yeah, You can stop the run. Yeah, they've done a good job of that all year.
2: All right. Although I, also I think they're think kind of a similar too, because. You know, listening to them talk about Michigan, it's like, oh, their offense is just rolling through people. Yeah, because they can roll through people. What happened when they tried to roll through Georgia? You should a, have more balance on your passing attack.
1: Michigan's <laughs> offense is rolling through people until it gets to the twenty-yard line. Yes, yeah. And then, it's, and then it's kicking a whole lot of field goals.
2: Oh, but we need to get this done in the field. <laughs> oh shoot! <I> <laughs> it drives roll. me nuts. I hate this crap. It drives right. me nuts.
1: Um,
0: anything else we need to hit before we get out of here?
2: Uh. I am
1: not unhappy with Illinois' ranking just because Illinois is ranked in the college football playoff rankings. That's all that matters to me. And if they win out, they'll be in it. Why Why argue and get angry about these things? That's all that matters. Just win. You'll be fine. Currently, the highest
0: group of five uh, ranked team is Tulane. Uh, they are ahead of UCF, which is at number 25. Those are the only teams from outside of the power five currently in the top 25, a reminder that the highest ranked group of five team gets an invitation to the new year, six highest Highest-ranked group of five conference champion. So you got to win your conference championship and, uh, and also end up in the top 25 of the final college football playoff rankings. Um, Let's see. Ole Miss at 11, Illinois, Oklahoma state state. Yeah, man, big, big 12 needs some TCU needs some help. TCU needs some help back in this. I think that's my big takeaway. TCU. Even if they run the table? No, I mean, just in, like, don't, instead of trying to like game out all these scenarios about running the table, just TCU needs, TCU needs more big 12 teams to be in that final ranking. I want
2: you guys to see what I'm standing in front of here because I'm in a car. Is that a Texas shirt? Guys, can you guys read what that says? You can't make it up. The closet, closet factory. factory you
0: go from being at in the closet <laughs> yeah. last week's locks pod yes. to the closet factory parking lot <laughs> oh god you know? I,
3: I i gotta keep danny's wife away from my wife like
2: are, are you guys remodeling your closets too like why, no. why you do the no, kitchen remodel?
0: where he's at near the volleyball game yeah my okay,
2: daughter's volleyball right. game it's like in a warehouse district and it's like right next to the closet factory can't make it up everyone's <laughs> like where are you so i figured i'd show them <laughs> the dedication oh. we give you on the cover three podcast Love it. We
0: we will be back tomorrow. One of the things we're going to be doing tomorrow is spinning this forward, talking more about the rankings, but specifically about this week, we break down what games on the week 10 slate would mean even more if we were already in the expanded playoff era. It gives us a good look at what the future is going to be like when we do have the expanded college football playoff. And, some of the stakes that are going to be in some of these November games coming off those rankings. So the games that would mean even more and have playoff implications in the expanded college football playoff era will break down those games themselves as well. In addition, our October superlatives and so much more. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Cover 3 podcast wherever you get your podcast, Smash the subscribe, smash the like at youtube.com slash Cover 3. We'll be live at 11 a.m. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Cornelli. You can follow him at Elliott 3 You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See ya.